Welcome to Kyla's Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we are live with our newest episode of College Questions. We're so glad you're listening in to today's episode. Today, the question is one that is special to my heart because I've seen it um, be such a tragic sin in the life of so many people, Uh, not just young people, but so many people. And the question is, how do I deal with pornography? This is a um, tragic sin that we see so many struggling with, and so I'm excited for us to explore this question. I'm also so excited about our guest today. This man is someone I met back in, goodness, 2012. Okay, 2012. And um, he is now serving as the team leader of crew at Arkansas Tech University, and so I'm so grateful for his life, for his ministry I've got so much love and respect for him and so grateful for the way God is using him on campus and around the state. And so please welcome to the podcast, my good friend, Justin Owens. Justin, awesome. thanks for coming to the podcast, Sweet, man. Sweet, man. Yeah, this is fun. Well, I appreciate you coming here and, you know, I share such a kindred heart with you because you were a part of the very first purity study yeah. we did. And I'll always be grateful. You know, that I've got a picture. I need to just hang a picture up in my office of that. With the punching bag? Yes, yes. <laughs> And, uh, you know, man, that was, that was the start of, of, of something really special. Yeah. And, um, so I'm always grateful for that and for that time. And, uh, but man, Is that what still going on? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we do it in the spring Good. and, uh, we don't do it in the morning. We moved leadership to 6am on Tuesdays. Okay. So we felt like, man, back to back 6am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've been doing it in the afternoons the last two years, yeah. uh, but it's still happening. And so we're, yeah, man, I'm very grateful yeah. for it. So that's awesome. Well, man, you tell me what, what you think of just first thing that comes to mind, how do I deal? I mean, you got someone, you know, asking the question, they recognize it as sin in their life. They, Mm -hmm. they realize the negative impact it's having on their life, their, their mind. Um, how do I, how do I deal with pornography? Yeah. Um, I thought the question was interesting because in, at least in this formatting, because typically I talk with people, you know, face to face And I was like, I just want to talk to that person and ask a question like, like, tell me more, you know, Mm. how do I deal with it? I think like people are in all different areas and different um, spots in that question, Mm. maybe. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a thing of the past. Maybe it's I'm talking like I think there's a so many different things that I've talked with people about. Um, and even gone through myself, Mm. um, with where that's at. And so what's interesting, like, I think the question that I would ask back to that is why do you want to like, what's the, ask the question again. It's what did he ask? What did the person ask? He or she, if if they're asking like, you know, how do I deal with pornography? How do I deal with it? Yeah. I would say, why do you want to deal with it? Mm. I would say what, what's, what's there? Cause you mentioned, you know, there, there's obviously they, re, they recognize it as a sin mm. and they're asking, how do I deal with it? So, man, I think like, I don't know if you're wanting to go ahead and jump in here. Oh, whatever you want to um, do, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm open for it. You go for it, man. I'm, I'm just thinking like there's, there's something, 
Uh, and we can kind of just roll from here. There's a there's a passage. So if somebody's listening, you can just jot this down. But the passage that has stuck out to me the most um, is 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And I'll just read a couple verses here. Okay. Uh, 8 through 10. Okay, it says, this is Paul writing. If you remember, like the this is 2 Corinthians and 1 Corinthians. He kind of brought the hammer down on them and, and kind of called out a lot of things in their in their church. So here he says for in verse eight, for even if I made you grieve with my letter, he's talking about his previous letter. Mm. I do not regret it though. I did regret it for. I see that that letter grieved you though only for a little while as it is, I rejoice not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting Mm. for you felt a godly grief so that you suffered no loss through us. And then here's verse 10. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. Wow. And so, man, that's been just kind of starting it off as that's been the most impactful passage in my walk in purity and really other sin areas. Like I, I think a lot of people really get hung up on that. When, when how's your how's your walk when walk of holiness? They just zero in on purity but with anything man it's like mm-hmm. where's my heart is there a godly grief there or is there a, a worldly grief mm. um does that make sense no it does man i this past sunday we were doing in our life group we were looking at first peter chapter four and it makes the statement well let's look it up i got hold on it's funny, I don't even you got say, your Bible. I don't, say it again. Like, man, where's my Bible? First Peter chapter four. Okay. Read verses one and two for us, if you don't mind. Okay. It says, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the way with the same way of thinking, for whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. Now, what's so key, and I and I love your perspective, bro, because really, and I want to get back to that, but I, I think I want to say this. If you're talking about dealing with pornography, you have to get to the deep heart root issue, mm-hmm. which is the wisdom of you asking why, mm-hmm. right? Because if we just say, okay, let's, I mean, we'll get to this, like, okay, let's, you know, give me, how is it tripping you up? Is your phone? All right, let me have your phone. Well, okay, but if you really desire pornography, you'll find a way to get it. Right. So the wisdom of getting to the heart of the matter, I love that passage you shared about the grieving. It makes me think of this because I think it kind of gels together that I think so many times when it comes to dealing with sin, really that's what we're talking about. We're just specifically talking about the sin of pornography. Right. The grieving and the suffering Mm -hmm. that I think so many times we don't experience that and that's the reason why we don't ever have victory over that sin. Right. Because we think it's an easy thing to overcome sin Mm -hmm. as if we're not going to have a grieving process, as if we're not going to have a process of suffering. But the beautiful thing that you shared in both of those instances, so the grieving and the suffering, both of those were a requirement to overcome in sin. Both of those were part of the process. And so many people that I found, and as you talk to young men, and I know young women who visit with other women on this issue, that if someone's not willing to embrace that as a part of the process, what happens is they quit Mm -hmm. and the sin continues to trip them up. 
And so I love what you're saying. And I think it's very appropriate for the start of the conversation. Sure. It has to start here. The, the idea of grieving and suffering that's been, that's really got my attention lately, man. I think as my, if I think about my own life, it's like, man, the sin that I'm wrestling with now, it, it's not going to, I'm not going to have freedom in that area without that process. Right. And so that's a great observation you made from, from first, that was first Corinthians that you second, shared second Corinthians. And, and, and what I love about it, and I'll, I'll kind of wrap that up is with saying like, it's, it's like, how do I figure out what's godly grief mm. and what's worldly grief? Mm. Because worldly grief would mean that the consequences are going to affect me. Mm. Like, like, hey, if I if I watch this video and then they go to like it's gonna what if somebody what if somebody catches me watching this video? Like that's not gonna look good on my image. Mm. What if I fill in the blank? You're like, I would ask, what are you, that's why I'm saying why, like, why do you want to, to figure this out? Mm. Why do you want this to be gone? Is mm. it so that you don't get caught? Is it so that you can just your girl, so your girlfriend doesn't find out or your boyfriend or whatever, whatever that is, or is it I've sinned against God mm. and I have a godly grief that I have, mm. I'm grieving that I have sinned against the God who's given me his, his grace through his son you know mm. and that that perspective i think from the word has changed my heart and how i question my walk with my pursuit of holiness mm. is am i what am i grieving here is it mm. I'm, I'm building myself up and my kingdom's gonna fall mm. or am i actually pursuing god here yeah. and that's what leads to true it says that godly grief, godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without sure. regret. Because now mm. I can say, I don't regret that because God brought me. It's what you were saying. Like, mm. we want that. We want God to bring it, bring it out in our mm. lives because we're like, man, like I understand God more now. I know him more. Like I understand grace yeah. more now. That's right. Um, so that gets me fired up. No, that's, that's awesome. A- yeah, man. And what's what I love about those truths that we're talking about is that's that's to all of like whether we're talking, pursuit of holiness in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. I've never thought of it. I mean, it, it is recognition of sin and temptation and choosing to die to your what your desires are, right? Sure. And choosing holiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being keenly aware of when that is coming to your mind and heart. Yeah. So I love that because that's that's true of of all sin, right? And and pursuit of holiness is that process. So let's um we've laid that foundation, which sure. I love. I'm so glad you said that. Where do you go from there? So someone you realize someone is listening and and they they sincerely have the right reasons for wanting to get rid of pornography in their yeah. life. You know what what steps can they take? Yeah. You know, do you think about some, are there some practical things that you've seen over your life? And, um, just with, as you've worked with students that have, that have you seen God use things that people did practically to help them overcome that? And yeah. And, so let me start with a biblical example. Okay. So, um, one of the coolest, um, ways I've seen this is King David. And I think it goes back to, I'm thinking like the purity study with you, mm. you're talking, uh, we looked at Psalm a little bit Mm -hmm. and we looked at some of that stuff. So if you remember like King David, you know, he 
when you look at Bathsheba, when you look at that whole deal and he brings the guy back and tries to make it right, mm. you know, he had some some worldly grief going on and mm. he was trying to protect mm. himself. And then you get to, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, Nathan comes and says, Bates just calls him out. Says, and, you're, the, you're the man. Yeah. I was like, yeah. You are the man. Yeah. He gives the analogy and he's like, yeah. oh yeah, the guy deserves to die. And he said, you are the man. Yeah. And, oh, and then man. what's David's response? He's like, to God alone uh, have I sinned, right? Mm. And then you get to Psalm. This is getting to my point. So I'm flipping. That would be Psalm 51. Um, and here's David's response. And this is, to me, this is the practical, like a good just practical. Some This is not my wisdom. Somebody else has helped me in this. But I'm going to read part of Psalm 51 okay. here. This is David's response to um, his psalm response to that to that um, deal in 2 Samuel. So, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my guilt. For I know my transgressions and I know my sin is ever before me. And this is where he says, against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, mm. and you teach me the wisdom of secret. And then he kind of he changes here and says, Purge me for, with the hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I'll be whiter than snow. Let my... Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. And then in verse 10, he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Mm. And so to me, that's Psalm 51. So to me, that that's our that's your response like that that's david is showing us a pure just relationship with god worshipful response to our sin mm. and so man that's what i try to point guys to at mm -hmm. least I, we can't manufacture that yeah like that's something that For comes sure. from the spirit who's yes. convicted us and led us to but like we see a, <clears throat> he says he owns up to it. he says against you only have I sinned? Mm. And then he says, God, create me a clean heart. Mm. Like renew a right spirit within me. And and so that's, I'm just like, man, there has to be repentance. Like true, what does that look like to turn from sin and repent to God? And I think that's something that we have to, That's kind, that's got to be the first step. Absolutely. You know what's interesting is as you read through that, you know, we started this conversation with that grieving and suffering. Mm-hmm. You, I sense that there's a progression even in that psalm when he says, I know what I've done. Yeah. But he didn't at first when Nathan came to him, right? I mean, he had been in the midst of his sin. He's, he's, his sin, it just got worse and worse as it went on. He's trying to hide it and he's trying to cover it up. It's getting uglier and uglier. Yeah. Nathan comes to him. He's sharing this story. He's getting furious. He doesn't see himself in the story. Right. And I think it's fair to say that I believe there are a lot of people who don't realize the sexual morality that's in their life. 
So is it fair to say that before grieving and suffering and before we can get to creating me a clean heart of God, we've got to even be willing to call it what it is in our own life. Yeah. Because I find that really interesting. Just listen to you going, man, he, before date, before Nathan said, you're the man, it's like in that moment, he, it all came clear. Right. And you're right. Like how you're right. You can't. And I've wondered that, like, how can you help someone see that? Mm-hmm. How, how do you help them have that? Whole, uh, you feel like it, for us, we don't have a Nathan. We've got the Holy spirit sure. saying this is wrong. This is wicked. This is sexual morality. This is pornography. It's yeah. got to go. You're, yeah. you're, it's crippling you. Yeah. And you know, once that happens, once the admission of it and the recognition of it, and once we can say the first part mm-hmm. of Psalm 51, right. then we have the freedom to move forward. Right. And I've, I've seen a pattern of people, they want to say, created a clean heart of me, oh God, but they've not even recognized that. In other words, David made a decision. I mean, when Nathan said those words, he could have died in his sin mm-hmm. or just complete. I mean, there, that was the moment. Yeah. And you know, um, <clears throat> I don't know what that takes for someone. That is the mystery of it. Like you said, you can't, there's no magic words. There's not like, okay, do these six things. And sure. all of a sudden, you know, I don't know what that is, but, but I do know biblically just, it's so cool that you're bringing out just the wisdom of God, God's word in this, because that's gotta happen. Right. And I don't, I don't, do you, you know, and maybe it's as simple as going to these stores and say, listen, you need to pray that this happens. Yeah. Cause I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not against what you said. Like take my phone away. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And, and I'd like to get into some of those practical I'll, things I'll but go before to, you go there. I'll go study at the library yeah. and not in my dorm. That's right. You know, like, like those are for sure things that I'm like, if that needs to happen, like, let's do it. Like it's totally worth it. But we can't start there. But I don't think like, if that's what, I, that's why I was talking about the question. I'm not. I'm not like questioning the guy's motives or anything because mm. I don't know who asked yeah, the question. Yeah. Um. But it's like, man, that's where it, this isn't an easy fix. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's not like, hey, I'm gonna put this this blocker on here and mm. then just see how that goes. Like, man, I think it's like this is deep. Like you're mm. asking a very deep question for sure. That's that's really getting to the heart. And we, even someone who says. God says is a man after his own heart is, is confessing this stuff and that's where mm. he's going. And so I'm like, man, that's, that's a guy I want to look to for exactly wisdom on this stuff, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's good, man. Yeah. I, um, so maybe, and it probably in light of saying, okay, let's, let's do what David did in the beginning of Psalm 51, which sure. was when he, he recognized his sin, he admitted his sin. He saw it for what it was. Right. So because sometimes we don't see it for what it is, I think it'd be fair to ask the question, what is pornography? Yeah. What is that? How would you define that for you and for students who are dealing with it? Man, that the actual definition, I'm not sure what that is. But I'll tell you what what I think of. I think of uh, Matthew chapter 5 mm. in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount where he mm. says, you've, you've heard the Ten Commandments, don't commit adultery. Mm-hmm. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a man looks at a woman with lustful intent in his heart has has committed adultery with her mm. or committed adultery with yes. her in his heart. Um, and so, man, like 
that's talking about lust in general, mm-hmm. but, but pornography specifically, I mean, we're talking about looking at it on online probably, um, or however, yeah. however you get that. Yeah. But, but no, I remember when we, so when I was prepping that study for you guys, yeah. I, that was a question I was asking. I was like, what are you? And, and I don't know if this is a fair definition or not, but here's what we came up with. And I don't know if you remember that, or maybe this wasn't year. Well, maybe it was year two or three, but I remember okay. what we clarified was, okay. And it may have been, cause what's really neat about it is after doing that for a few years, it was neat to kind of step back and begin to start taking notes from conversations I would have with guys outside of that time. It's like, okay, so and more clarity came. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a interesting perspective because you're right. I mean, the heart of the matter is Matthew five. The heart of the matter is first Corinthians six, 18, when it says flee sexual morality or Ephesians five, three, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual morality. Well, the, I, I'm not a Greek scholar, but I think uh, that the Greek word for sexual morality is porneia, which is where we get our word porn from. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you, t- if you t- take the phrase, the ending, what is that? The I'm not an English major. Is it the suffix or the, you know, the ending Man, of I the don't word? Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows, right? The point is, though, gra- <laughs> graphy is like the, the written, drawn, or recorded. So if you do photography, gotcha. right, photo... So this is the like and you videography, right? Okay. Like so so pornography would be the written, drawn, or recorded version of everything outside of God's design for sex. Boom. Which is helpful to clarify. Yeah. But it, it expands to really what your heart is saying. I mean, mm. it, it kind of we do sometimes limit to pornography to, well, I'm you know, whether it be a website or something that it is way be, it's to the heart of exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. It's to the heart of Jesus in Matthew five. Yeah. If we're talking about pornography is now, you know, everything outside of God's design for sex, like this is, this is a much bigger issue and something that, you know, we've got to be keenly aware of. Right. So if we have identified that, okay, so that's what it is. And we're a student is or anybody is paying attention to the examples of David. They're paying attention to what you share with us from second Corinthians and what we looked at in first Peter chapter four. And they're saying, all right, you know, God help me grieve, help me suffer to to get to like, whatever I've got to do, God, I'm ready to overcome it. You know, are there, um, where do you go from there? Yeah. If, if you've it's got, they, they've, they've reached more practical. a point. Yeah. They've reached a point of, of Psalm 51 Yeah. where, you know, yeah. Are there some, some things where they, because I agree with you, man. And I think that's so healthy for people to hear. There's no way you start that conversation with, okay, well, you know, let's get rid of everything that's causing you to stumble. Yeah. I mean that that's helpful to a degree, but again, if we don't get to the root issues, you're exactly right, bro. Like we have to, yeah, that has to be in the right order. Yeah. So let's say we've got the right order now. Good. Yeah. They've laid the foundations laid mm-hmm. and now they're sitting there saying, okay, all right, God, I'm, I'm, I want to do this for the right reason. Yeah. My motives are right. And I want to pursue holiness. I know this is tripping me up. Right. I'm, I'm paying attention to these examples. What do I do? Yeah. What, what practically are there some other, even biblical examples? Man, like I would just say just like me every day, like I need the gospel every day. Mm. Like 
I need to remember God's grace for my life mm. that I didn't deserve it. And, and look, this is a sinner, like talking to sinners, mm-hmm. you know, like That's a dead right. man talking to dead men. That's right. And it's like, but I, man, I need to realize that every day, like that I need God's grace mm. and, that, and he's given me his grace. And, and, and that propels me not just to fight against pornography, mm. but to like share the gospel with people, mm-hmm. to love others, mm-hmm. to, to walk with God, to work hard. Like, and so, so what is that? So, so I would ask the question, like, how do I get, how do I remember God's grace every day? Mm. Because God's grace doesn't just, it wasn't, it's not, it doesn't just save me. It mm. didn't just justify me, but it's, I need it daily. Like mm. it's transforming me. It mm. is sanctifying me. Like Once the verse is, his grace is new every morning. It's yeah. Old, uh, his mercies are new every yeah, morning. That's, that's it's Psalm, the Old Testament. Yeah. It's, uh, I should know this one. I hadn't reviewed that one in a while. That's why it's fuzzy in my brain. It's a psalm. I can't think of which one. But, his but, ner- but it's there. His, yeah, so I'm yeah, with yeah, you, yeah. yeah, his mercies yeah. are new every morning. And man, I need the gospel every day. Mm. And so it's like, how do I get that? Man, I think, one, what does it look like to read your Bible every day? Mm. How do I get in God's word? Like you brought up Psalm 119. Mm. How can a man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. And so it's like, Mm. man, I need God's word. Mm. And sometimes that's hard. Mm. Like, so I need accountability. And that would be my other thing, man. I think you need guys who are in the same boat as you. And I say guys, guys and girls, you know Mm. what I'm saying? Like your friends um, who are in the same boat, people who can be vulnerable with you Mm -hmm. and can, and can, be like you be like Nathan. You was. need a Nathan in your yeah, life. Yes. That's a, that's a good word. I mean, look throughout the new Testament. Like this isn't something that you can watch a video or listen to a podcast and just be like, all right, I'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta have people with you spurring you on and mm-hmm. encouraging you and pointing you back to the gospel. Um, man, those are the two things that really, or I guess one big idea is like, how do I get, how do I get daily in, intake mm-hmm. of grace um, in remembrance of what Jesus has no, done No, that's me. awesome. Man, I, I, so I hear what I hear you saying is two things. Um, you have a big picture of I've got to have the gospel in my life. You know, I heard somebody say it once, like, you know, preach the gospel to yourself every day, yeah. which is exactly I, I exactly. hear you saying that same thing. I'm and I agree it. 100%. <laughs> the way I hear you communicating that that happens is twofold off the get-go. Staying in the word of God and having people around you that right. you can really be real with and right. go to, right. which I think, you know, I've, I've been having this thought in my head lately, Justin, about, I don't think following Jesus is very complicated. I think it's extremely difficult, Yep. but it's not complicated. People make it complicated. People, we make it really, com- it's not complicated. Right. I mean, really, really, we can break it down. Like I, it's interesting, you know, read the Bible, mm-hmm. read, read God's word every day. Because there's no way we're going to be able to take on the attitude of Psalm 51 or understand the heart of 2 Corinthians. What chapter was that you were in? Seven. Seven. 1 Peter 4, all these things, Psalm 119, 9 through, without the word. That's foundational. Right. It, it, that's really simple. I'm so grateful that it's not complicated. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. You know, even the question in, in Psalm 118, it literally says, how can a young man keep his way pure? It's the same question we're asking, just a different, we just, right. 
you know, it was, it's just a different angle. Sure. Right? It was the same question. Yeah. And then God actually answered it for us. Right. By living according to, like you said, it's, it's not listening to a pipe, although this could be helpful. I pray it's helpful. Sure. But I pray it's helpful <laughs> in that it points people to the real way you do it, which is read the Bible. Right. It's like by living according to your word. Right. Right. Like that's, there's, I don't think there's any way, you know, and I've told guys this, I was like, look, everybody's journey in overcoming pornography and their journey of, of freedom and, and, and moving forward. Right. Because you could get into a different question of what is success and what does victory look like? Well, I, I know this it's moving forward. It's absolutely moving forward. And yeah. that may look different for everybody as far as the things they're dealing with and wrestling with and the things they've overcome, but it's absolutely moving forward. Well, I don't know all the things that it entails, but I can a hundred percent say with confidence that God's word is the most crucial component to whatever structure you use, whatever software you put on your phone, whatever Bible studies you're a part of with the group, like whatever you do, if, if God's word is not central to your journey to freedom, it's not happening. Right. Like according to scripture, right? Like that's just part of it. Yep. And to your point, Thank God that David had a Nathan. Exactly. I'm sure, you know, Nathan was a man. And you wonder, like, when I get to heaven, these are the kind of questions I want to ask. Like, obviously, by the time he went to David, it was happening. It was going down. Yeah. No doubt about it. But prior to that, he's like, wait, I'm going to do what? Yeah. You know, like... Wait, I got to say... (laughs) Because when it's... That can be difficult. I think when it comes to accountability, it's both of those roles are hard, right? So you've got the role of being the one who God is spurring you out of love. And sometimes let's be honest, like some people could look at that situation and be like, man, how is that loving? It's like, by the way, you know, the Bible puts the exclamation. I I have a feeling he, he said that with not a normal tone. Like I have, like, I have a feeling that was a fierce, you're the man. Like you're that, the man. That was a, he might have pointed his finger. I mean, I, I that's not a, a cool, like, hey, man, you're the man. It was it, like, it, you are the I man. Mean, exactly. Tone matters, man. <laughs> and I have a feeling that that was a fierce, Yeah. Uh, that his tone and body language was fierce in that moment. But there's both of those roles. You have the one who's, if God's, spur, if you've got a relationship with someone and God is helping you have discernment on something in their life from either something they've said or something you've seen, right? are you willing to be the one who the Bible uses the term rebuke or mm-hmm. correct? Right. Are you willing to do that? On the flip side, when your brother in Christ or your sister in Christ comes to you and they've likewise seen something in you or you've said something that they've had discernment, God's spirit given discernment. And they go to you, how are you going to receive that? And I think being willing to play both of those roles well, that's a great challenge. But I love what you're saying. It's God's word. Let's start with God's word and accountability. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. That's good. I was going to say, if somebody's wondering where we're pulling that from, that was 2 Samuel 11 and 12. We're talking about Nathan and David and Bathsheba. Man, that's a, a crazy story, man. But I'm glad we have it. It's so good. Like, I'm glad well, we have those things. You and, know? you know, I love that God in his wisdom gave us examples of both successes and things to follow and implement, but also examples of what not to do. Right. I mean, praise God, David got to Psalm 51, but prior to that, it was really ugly. Right. <laughs> like, we, he messed up, and then he, then it got worse and worse, which is, that's worth paying attention to. Exactly. I'm, I'm grateful that God yep. gives us those examples. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. Um, man, after that, I think I, I, I will say this. Like, I think you need someone in your life, not just to talk to about this, but kind of like what you're saying, kind of what you were saying. I just, I'm trying to think how to make this practical. Like someone who can truly disciple you, mm. like someone who can say, Hey, this is what the Bible says. And they're actually going to like, like thoroughly and they're going to point you to it. And, and, and someone who, who has a little authority in your life. Mm. And I, and so I would encourage people like join a church, mm. like find somebody who is a, a, a step ahead of you, who you can look to and, and help. That's what I needed mm. in my life. I needed somebody to, to kind of bring me, and I still do. Mm-hmm. Like we were just talking earlier, like being a new dad. Like mm-hmm. I need somebody. I've got a four month old. Mm-hmm. I need somebody that doesn't have a four month old that has a two, three, <laughs> four year year old. Yep. You know, that's right. Um, who's out of the diapers and can like mm-hmm. look back and give wisdom. And so, man, I just think that that is is has been so big in my life. Finding mm-hmm. somebody who can who can truly point me to the well, to the gospel. And I love what you're saying because. God's word is not silent on this issue. Yeah. He's incredibly instructive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we get the command in 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20, flee sexual morality. Yeah. And we see that incredible attention getter of like all other sins a man commits are outside the body. But he who sins sexually sins against. I mean, it's like this is a unique thing, right? Like all sin brings death, all sin. But that's unique. I don't. That's kind of a mystery to me, but it's unique, right? Like, yeah. no doubt. But the example, one of my favorite examples in all of scripture of fleeing sexual morality is Joseph. Hmm. And when you read through that text in Genesis, like I just, to your point of having someone walk you through, you need someone to help you look at these commands. It's one thing to just read a command. It's another thing to start memorizing it, to meditate on it, to think about it. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this story with Joseph and it's just incredible that the scripture reads that day after day, Potiphar's wife pursued him. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. I, to my knowledge, I don't think it ga- gives a time frame to how long that was. How many days? I, I think it just says day after day. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing it was a while. Right. And he just was faithful, right? Like he, he told her, I think it, it records it as he, when she first presented that he responded with, what did he say? Uh, something to the effect of, um, kind of like David's, it was where David got to, but how could I sin against God? Sure. Like you were, you know, God, you know, I've, I don't you, remember exactly you, you, you were it. not, you, oh, I know what it was. He had, he said, um, essentially you are Potiphar's wife. He, he recognized not my wife. Yep. Like this is out of the context of what God designs. Right. That's for sure what he did. Yeah. In his own words, he that's what he said, which was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Because to our point of what is, you know, sexual morality, anything outside of what God he recognized this is out of the context of what God has designed. I'm not I'm not I'm not I cannot do this. But day after day, and I don't know how many days that was, but finally we know that the end that finally when she at what at some point he just ran literally fled <laughs> literally ran. ran and literally got falsely accused and suffered 
in the sense that, you know, of what happened with that, but God protecting him, God, I mean, that story is so powerful. And bro, again, when I get to heaven, I want to ask him, I want to ask Joseph, like, okay, man, obviously you're the man in a good way, right? <laughs> like David, you're, you're, I would want like, dude, how you, because I don't, I, the scripture doesn't give us a description of like Potiphar's wife, but I have a feeling she had to be an attractive woman. I, sure. I, I think there was a, so my question to Joseph would be, okay, Joseph, did you run? I Like that was, he ran, he finally just ran. Right. Did you run because you knew if you stuck around, you were going to do something stupid? Yeah. Like what, what finally, what spawned the running? Like, why did you finally just run? Cause he was good, right? He was, and th- there's probably a lot of things we could talk about, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just find that very That's, intriguing. That is interesting, man. That finally, like he, cause he was just honoring his, he was honoring God. He was yeah. honoring Potiphar. Right. And he, day after day, he was just doing his thing, doing his thing. But finally he's like, I'm, I'm out. Like he ran. I wonder if the longer it was lingering, the more he, it's like, man, I gotta maybe get he, out of here. He, yeah, he thought, and there's probably a lot of lessons. My point to even having that talking about that is that to your point, there's value. You can't just read that story once and, and just move on with life. Right. It takes a contemplate and there's the wisdom of God's word to say, meditate on, on this book of the law day and night. Mm-hmm. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Yeah. Well, I think there's benefit and there's, there's, there are, in the same way there's consequences from not doing what you're saying, which is taking in God's word on a daily basis, um, there's rewards for meditating on it. And I've thought about that story for years. And it wasn't until like this last year that I really started thinking like, man, it just really got my attention. And, and it's fun to think about and to talk with brothers in Christ about, it. hey, what do you think, you know? And to have those conversations, but they don't happen if, if to your point, if you're not reaching out and asking someone, Hey, look, can we, can we look at, I know God's word has a lot to say about this. Could, could you walk with me through that Yeah. and be willing to explore more? And we can't, we can't just like read it once and be like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. That's not, I don't think that's how it works. Right. And so there's so much wisdom in what you're saying, because it gives you the opportunity to do that and to think about Mm. and contemplate and meditate and just. And these were real people, man. Right. I mean, sometimes I feel like, I don't know about you, but I've read these stories and it, I, I, they're it, just like heroes or something. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, no, these, and that's why I want to give, I don't want to give Joseph a fruit. I mean, he was a great picture of Jesus and certainly so much of his life pointed to Jesus, Sure. but he wasn't Jesus. Right. So he was human. And I, you know, so it's like, man, this brother, I just, I love that story. Lots about it, but in particular that one. So point is here you got this command in first Corinthians six flee section around you got this incredible example in the old Testament. I think you could do that with all of them, right? You could take every command that has to do with sexual morality. There must not even be a hint of sexual morality. Well, we could talk about David on the rooftop. Well, man, that was the hint right there. Right. And he, he had that thought and instead of dealing with it, he ran with it. Well, yep. there you go. Let's, there's so many cool ways. And I, I think you're right, man. Just getting together with people are there, um, are there other things that come to your mind as far as man, uh, things practically people can do? Cause I love, I love where this conversation has gone, man. Yeah. Cause we haven't, we haven't got into some of the, we've referenced some of those specific things, but I think, I think we're on the right track. Yeah. I think it takes, um, starting here and starting with the most simplest of things with the right heart attitude, the right reason, the right why. And, you know, you get that right. And then now let, let me stay in God's word. Let me get it. If I hadn't been reading his word every day, let me do that. If I'm not memorizing his word, let me start. If I'm not having somebody in my life that I can be with and talk to about these things, 
I got to get that going. Um, but man, anything else, any other scriptures, any other things that come to my mind or yeah, your mind? Yeah. So man, just, I guess the, the, the phrase that came to mind was stand firm. Mm. Um, I think I'm referencing Ephesians six. Mm. Like I'm thinking armor of God, yes. stand yep. firm. Therefore, yes, and, that's it. Uh, and so I'm just, man, there's like, this stuff doesn't just go away one day, mm. you know, yep. like it's sin. Like we're still like I sin because I'm a sinner. I, you know, sinning doesn't make me a sinner. I, I'm a sinner. Like this stuff isn't just going to magically mm. disappear and, and I'm just going to wake up one day mm. and I don't have temptation anymore. Yeah. And so I think, man, like there's this stand firm. Like, what does mm. that look like? Like, how do I, how do I stand firm? How do I protect myself? Even do I have things in place that even if I am getting this, cause mm. I mentioned at the beginning, like some guys I talked to are like, man, I haven't, you know, I haven't really messed up in this in a couple months or maybe even a couple years, mm. but, but I can feel things creeping in or I'm, I'm being tempted in this mm-hmm. way or, or that way. Um, maybe it is some of those things we mentioned earlier. Maybe it is something that you put something on your phone or you yeah. put something in place. If you know, if you know, exactly. if you've, if you've looked at the kind of data on yourself mm-hmm. and you can look back and say, well, well, what, when do I do that? Mm. Like it's, is it at night when mm-hmm. I'm hungry or when I'm mad from the day mm. or what's going on and how can I actually actively stand firm? Mm. Like what are the things That's in my good. life that are triggering this, this particular sin that we're talking about in pornography? Mm. Um, what is it? I've, I've, I've known guys for co- college roommates who they, they would go rent a house and they would not sleep. They would, you know, they would all have different rooms. And I knew, I knew three guys who they moved all their beds into one room. Oh, that's awesome. And, and then they had like a, like a music room and then like oh, a little library or like gaming is, room. Yeah. And they, and they made the house cool Yeah. and people would just be like, you know, not really question it that much. I was like, what are y'all doing, man? And they're like, <laughs> Well, let me tell you, like over here, like I'll I'll tell you what we're doing Uh, because they were like, man, like that's at night when we're in a room by ourselves, you know? And, and so just what does that look like? I would say, cause we could give, I can give a hundred hypotheticals and examples, but it's like, I would, that's just my one example of like, what does this actually look like in my life? Mm. And let me call it, like you said, what it is, it's Mm. sin. And I'm, and I'm understanding that. Mm. And then I'm saying, what's the pattern here? What am I, how is this, how is this coming about? And I think there's things you can put in place. Mm. Um, there's a bunch of different things. Yeah. But well, and I think, you know, I, what I love is that, you know, to your point of, Hey, I'm always going to wrestle with sin to the day I die or Jesus comes back because I've got this thing called the flesh. Right. And we also got this cool thing called the Holy spirit. Right. And I feel like for anyone listening, you know, if you know God, if, if you know Jesus, then you have the Holy Spirit and you can do what we've said and just start spending time. And man, we've given enough scripture references. You could start there yeah, and then pay attention to how the Holy Spirit is directing you specifically, because I think those detailed things are going to be different for everybody right? because everybody's like, I love how you said, take inventory of your life and pay attention to standing firm is not just like when you're tempted. No. And like this, just 
it's it's observing when you fall and what triggers are leading up to the failure yeah and the sin so you can cut it off earlier so you recognize oh wait this is i remember last time i was in this situation you know there's <clears throat> there's so much wisdom in what you're saying of 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 tracking that because that helps you cut it off early to your very first point of Matthew five. I mean, Jesus is helping us understand that this is here. Are these guys completely, you know, they're, they're lusting after women and thinking they're completely pure. And Jesus is helping them see, listen, you know, you guys are, you are adulterers and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because God's view in the heart. So I think I'm so uh, comfortable and confident in us ending the conversation by saying, look, Start with the things we've talked about and trust the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. And if, if you're reading his word, if you've got good godly counsel in your life and you're connected to a local church, I mean, God's going to help you in that. And you're, you're, you're going to, every other detail we talked about, God's either going to remind you of that gospel, that grace every day that you were talking about. He's going to help open up a door for you to get connected to someone. He may use you to, there's a younger person in your life that they confess something and you're like, oh, wait, it, God might, you know, here's your moment to be Nathan. You need to, you need to help this yeah. person through this and helping them means you need to help them see their sin. Right. Um, or you could be the David and someone's coming to you. Sometimes that, that probably wasn't fun for a little while. I mean, there, there is some grieving in the first part of Psalm 51. There's no way you can see your sin for what it is. And that'd be a pleasant thing. Oh yeah. Right. Like there, there's some, I sense that in the first part of that. Yeah. So, you know, I love that. And I trust the Holy spirit in our life. He does his job really well. I think the art is learning to be sensitive and aware of how he's leading you. And if you're connected to the things we've talked about, mm-hmm. I trust that. And I yeah. love that because there is no cookie cutter, right? There is no do these 10 things and that will work. Um, I do think the things we identified, you know, you may stay in the word, stay connected with other believers in the local church. Like those are three things. They're biblical. Um, they propel the other things. Right. And so you know, and I, I would just encourage anybody listening that if you are dealing with this issue and obviously if you know Justin, you can reach out to him. If you know me, you can reach out to me. Or if you have some other godly person in your life that you know and trust, please reach out to them. Let them know what you're dealing with. Be honest and transparent and get moving forward. Yeah. Uh, Justin, is there anything else you'd like to share? Yeah. Let me kind of wrap up. There's, there's two more passages that came. I'm like, man, we're giving you like, I know, right? Like, and we could talk about, I probably, we're going to have to do a part two and that's okay. I could literally talk about this for another hour, you know, man, check out, uh, Proverbs seven. So there's, there's some warning from the wisest man and Solomon. Right. And, uh, man, that's a good Psalm to, to really kind of wrestle with and read the proverb, through. right? Right. But yeah. Proverbs seven. Yep. Um, that's the, is Proverbs seven. Uh, I looked out among and I saw a, a youth who lacked judgment. There's that. So proverb, the end of Proverbs six and Proverbs seven. And like, I think it's Proverbs five, six. And seven, they're all dealing with this yes. issue. It's yes, so yes, yes. fascinating. Yes. At one point though, I'm totally with you, man. You, if y'all need a point, if you're listening, you're like, where'd I go? Go to Proverbs, the second half of five, all of six, all of seven. Right. And there, every single bit of it is talking about, you know, when he looks out the window, I saw a youth who lacked judgment. He, and he went down. The part that gets my attention is when he says he went near the corner of her house. To me, that's the hint of sexual morality, right? Like right. This, this dude's lacking judgment because he's he's walking around near. He's he knows where he's. He's like he's trying to act like he's good, but he's walking near the corner of her house. I mean, right. you, you're making a mistake right there. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, we're talking about the same same deal. I just had to look back at it. It's so yeah. good. I'm yeah. with you. Oh yeah. man, yes. So there's please, please. there's some Pro- wisdom. Yes. There's some wisdom in Proverbs. Yes. And then another one. Man, Paul wrestled with this mm. in Romans. Mm. Romans chapter seven, leading into chapter eight, mm. is he wrestles with why do I want to not sin? Mm. Like what I want is to sin. He just like, yes. it's like I do this, but I don't do this. And then I do this and don't do this and want to do this and do that. That's um, the, is that the one where he ends with, you know, who's going to save me from this wretched yes, body? Yes. Wretched death? man that I am. Yeah. But then he goes and then in, he says, what? Then he What's says the... and then uh, Romans eight is for there, but there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm. And so he, he ends with yeah, the gospel. He, yes. It's like, I'm wrestling with this. It's yes. like what we were saying the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you see all these examples in here and they're not talking about pornography, Yeah, but it's like, man, we're talking about sin. Yeah. Like Which, that pornography can be under that. It's under that it umbrella. Is sin. Yes. And but so there's a lot more, to, yeah. but for us to talk about pornography, we have to talk about what does it mean? Like, what does it mean to, to get sin out? Yeah. And so, and, and you can look, you, open a book of the Bible and you're looking at it because mm. we're, we're just sinful people. We always have been. Mm. And, um, that was that. And then here's my last deal, man, like just kind of ending with Jesus. This is so encouraging. And, and whenever we do our, we have a little purity study in crew on, on campus. And mm. I always like to end with this verse. Um, it's, it's John six thirty five, mm. and And a lot of people probably know this verse, but I'm um, in light of this man. It says, Jesus said to them, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Mm. And so it's like, man, you're, when we're sinning, we're thinking that we're getting something that's going to satisfy us. Mm. And truly Jesus is blunt. Like you said, like, Mm. like we have to dumb it down and just say, Jesus is bluntly saying, man, I'm the bread of life. Mm. Like if you want to be filled, if you want to be joyful, Mm. like, if you want, what what's the word I'm thinking? To be full, yes. to be satisfied, yes. like it's in Jesus. He's the bread of life, and so man, that's what I would encourage people with is awesome. you got to seek Jesus. Hmm. Um, and yeah. that's hard, kind of we impossible need, to do without Him, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need Him, and we yeah. need other people to to help Amen. us, and we need His Word. Yeah, that's awesome, man. No, I appreciate you, man, and yeah. I'm so grateful for you. And you know, it's always encouraging when you know you have other men fighting to keep their way pure for sure fighting to have eyes for only their wife. And, um, and so I'm, I'm just so, I uh, got so much respect for you and, and so grateful for the ways God is using you specifically in this area to help, um, students who are connected with crew and, and other people God puts in your path, man. It's just really neat. Well, I'm thankful you started this journey for me my freshman year. You know, mm. I, I think this will be my last deal. I know I keep saying no, last thing. It's good. Man. So like, man, I was like a lot of people, you might be thinking, is this even possible? Mm. Like you might not even know that this, you might feel trapped. Mm. It might feel like, man, there's no way, Mm. like there's no way I'm getting out of this. Like I'm listening to this podcast and just flinging something out there. Maybe Mm. they have something good for Mm. me, man. There is, there's people who have walked through this and found freedom. That's good. And like, for me, that was cool to hear from you. You're like, Mm. man, here's my story and opening up and saying, Hey, this is, this is what's going on. This is where I'm at now. And I'm like, Mm. There's hope. Like mm. he's pointing to Jesus. There's hope, you know? Mm. Bro, that's and, so cool. And so, and I see that with a lot with guys. It's like, man, yes. Like I can trust the Lord. I can walk with him. And there is, like I can I can get through sin with, right. through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. 
And That's so, right, man. So I, thank you for that. Um, oh, man. It's kind of started for... me. You've helped start me on this Bro. journey to live a pure life. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm so grateful. And, yeah. you know, that's what I hope and pray God uses us to do Praise as long the Lord. as we're here, man. Because yeah. it is a sin that, you know, I don't understand the mystery of why why 1 Corinthians describes it as unique. It, you know, all our sins are against the body. He who sins sexually sins against his own. I mean, I understand, like, practically what that's saying, but there's just some mystery to that. I don't know about you, but the longer I live, you hear these devastating stories of people who fell in this area and it, and it, the catastrophe and the devastation it causes, right? It breaks my heart, man. And it always, by the way, anytime I hear those stories, it always humbles me and brings me back to first Corinthians six. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, you know, so if you think you were standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Yeah. No temptation that sees you except what is common to man. And I'm thinking, all right, I could go back to all that junk today if I'm not watching my steps. Oh, yeah. And that could be me if I'm not guarding and, and not going near the corner of her house and, yep. you know, all these things. And so, you know, man, I, uh, I'm i just, it's so, it, it is, and it's such a fascinating topic because I see the, the incredible devastation it causes. I also, to bring your point, if we're going to celebrate, man, what happens when a young man or young woman like reaches the point where that area they're, they're, they're keeping their way pure. Like, which if we believe in God's word to your point, Psalm 119 says that it's possible. Right. And I'm with you, man. There's hope in that. I see the beauty that comes out of that. Yeah. You know I mean? If we go all the way back to, and I know you're right, man, that, that we're just going to keep rolling. <laughs> it's okay. If you go back to the garden, Right. One of the coolest verses is, you know, Adam and Eve were both naked and felt no shame. Yeah. And I always, um, you know, when, when I'm counseling a young couple or when, when we know somebody that's getting married, it's always my prayer that they'll go into the marriage that way with no shame. Yep. That's the goal. That's the way it, it God designed it. Right. And you see the devastation of sexual morality and pornography brings so much shame. Right. And so it's so beautiful when you see people you see god jesus holy spirit at work in a in a his one of his children's lives something that's been crippling them and just hurting them and it's tearing them up man when they get free from it it honestly dude i don't know if i have a greater joy in ministry man like yeah it's it's awesome when i see someone come to know jesus and that i don't know why this is i think because i've never seen something so devastating before and the wreckage that it causes yeah as as equally powerful when someone is is doing that right it's just it's just incredibly amazing and you're so grateful and it's so good and it's the gospel it's the grace and so man i'm you know i'm with you man i i love this conversation it's one that i know um you and i love to talk about and yeah. i and i love that it's encouraging to me man yeah so thank you so much for being here today yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Seriously. Like we're, we're not even talking about this if he hadn't That's right. saved us and That's he, right. he hasn't led us through, all him, through that. And so I'm That's glad right. to be able to point people to the word and point That's people right. to where God has, where he's helped me That's and how exactly he's helped right. me. And, and so I appreciate the opportunity awesome, for man. sure. Well, thanks so much. And thank you guys for listening in. Uh, so grateful. We pr- hope and pray that there was some things that you heard that you can put into practice. Um, you know, something that was shared, um, some scripture that you can go back and read and meditate on. 
Um, and so we just pray that, that God uh, uses this, that the Holy Spirit directs you to move towards purity. And uh, we're so grateful for it. And until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us to stay connected to church, connected to each other, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. Amen. God bless. <laughs>